What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coast to Coast Podcast. Today, we'll be talking about week seven, recapping and looking forward towards week eight, where we will see Thursday night football kickoff with a huge matchup between the Green Bay Packers traveling over to Glendale to face against the Arizona Cardinals. But before we jump into things, how are my boys doing? Pretty solid. Fantastic. Pretty solid. Yeah, Braves, awesome. Braves got the first dub. We're, we're rooting for the Braves, man. I'm not a Giants fan anymore. I'm a, I'm a Braves fan for the next like week and a half or whatever. So I think everyone's just not an Astros fan to begin with. So yeah, I think yeah. That's, but um, no, yeah, that game's currently going on. It looks like the Astros are on path to tie that game. But uh, we're gonna jump into some highlight game of the weeks where we highlight our favorite games from this week. And uh, I'll start it off with Carson. A huge game as the Bengals solidify themselves. Uh, the top role uh, of the AFC North, but the AFC in general. Take it away. Okay, well, first of all, we just have to address how terrible this NFL week was. Like, it was yeah. the Bimageddon. We had an average point differential of 18. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure I did that math right. 18 across the league. It was just a lot of – just not really many close games at all, but I think – you know, why I chose to highlight this game is, you know, we uh, we talked about it last week. Like, this is a really great test for this Bengals team that's been frisky all year to see if they're actually legit or not. And they, they proved that to us for sure because, you know, the Ravens, they dominated the Chargers last week, you know, a team that we probably thought was better than the Bengals. And then the Ravens got dominated by the Bengals. And, you know, the Bengals are ninth in DVOA. They have actually a really frisky defense. Yeah, you know, despite having a pretty atrocious one last year, they're top seven against the run and the pass, fifth in sacks at 19. Don't create many turnovers, but, you know, they're led by Logan Wilson. He's top 10 in the league for total tack- total tackles. He's a great linebacker. Trey Hendrickson tied for fourth in the league with, uh, you know, fourth in the league, six and a half sacks. Uh, Joe Burrow, he's still kind of taking a beating out there. He still takes a lot of sacks uh, with 17 on the year, but their defense is, you know, at least matching that, you know, they're playing, they've been playing very, very well. I think definitely uh, something we all did not expect. Um, and against the Ravens, they had 8.3 yards per play. They matched the Ravens speed um, and they just look legit, man. You know, Jamar Chase, he's amazing. He's this year's Justin Jefferson. He's, you know, proved everyone wrong that thought that his drops were going to actually be a concern. That just shows you, you know, don't trust the preseason at all. And, uh, you know, they show they're really ahead of schedule, like in terms of their uh, their rebuild. And, you know, once they get that O-line figured out, you know, like, you know, in the drafts to come or in the free agencies to come within the next year, two years, three years, um, they're going to be a force in the AFC for a long time. Because, you know, as long as you have Burrow, as long as you have Chase, Mixon, Higgins, you know, they have a great foundation. They have an explosive offense. And once that O-line comes together and one, if we really see how good Zach Taylor is, that's another, I think, the O-line and that are two major factors to really see what their potential is going to be in the, the years to come. But uh, this is just a, a really solid stepping stone for them, uh, for a young team. And, uh, you know, for fantasy-wise, I mean, Burrow was QB2, Chase was wide receiver two, Ozama tight end one. Just overall, just happy for the Bengals, man. They, they showed to us that, you know, they're just not frisky. Like, this is a legit, you know, should be a playoff team. Yeah. But yeah, more on the on the Ravens. Like, what does this mean for the Ravens now? Because I think it just shows to me that like, like Lamar, Lamar has to he has to play perfect for them to really like win 
like against yeah. tough competition. And, you know, he was still, he was still really good today. He was fine, but he wasn't as good as he's been the last few weeks. I think that's really the key for them just with all their injuries, their defense is still really good, but it's yeah. just, when it comes down to it for them to get wins, Lamar has to be, he has to be Superman. He has to be MVP Lamar. And yeah. if he's a little bit less than that, it's going to be hard for them to, you know, beat these playoff teams, I think. Yeah. Like I mentioned uh, in our just recent video talking about the power rankings, I was talking about the fact that like they just have so many injuries that are catching up to them. But, you know, we see a guy, Rashad Bateman, that I really loved coming out of the draft, the second best receiver, in my opinion, in that draft class uh, as a prospect wise. Uh, if we can see him get really involved, I think that's going to be crucial because it's going to only make guys like Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews better. But in this running back room, I mean, they're going to put up numbers every once in a while, but like they're so old. There's no fresh legs on that team. Um, it's nothing too crazy, but um, we'll go into the next game. Um, talk, going all the way back to Thursday night football, we get the Browns and the Broncos and just like an injury riddle battle fest where we see uh, – a guy who looks like he didn't even have a chance to the NFL at one point uh, finally uh, burst onto the scene as a backup running back for the Browns and have his great debut. And I'll have Jose take it away. Yeah. I mean, the Browns were able to pull out this win without their two starting running backs, without their starting quarterback, a bunch of dudes missing on the defense. Um, and their top receiver was Austin Hooper with two catches for 42 yards. But, I mean, they somehow pulled out a, a three-point win against the, the Broncos. Uh, and, dude, like, how do they stay afloat in order to sneak into the playoffs? Like, do you think that they can't at this point? Because they're sitting at four and three. I think they're second in the division. or They might be third, actually. Third. Um, and this, these next two weeks, uh, they're facing the Steelers and then the Bengals. If they come out of that, that two-week stretch 0-2, like, now you're looking at – you know, the rest of the season as kind of a, you know, a rebuild type season, you're already down a bunch of guys, but let's say, you know, they win, they win both of those. Now they're sitting six and three, probably atop the division because they would have beat the Bengals, assuming that the Bengals lost. I think, I think they would be first if they beat the Bengals and the Bengals lose, but yeah. Who knows? They do I mean, have a Browns really team, tough last, like their last six games, they got the Ravens twice. Steelers, Bengals, Packers, and the Raiders. So the Raiders, like Raiders and Steelers are probably the two worst teams are going to play, but even they're like yeah. really yeah. frisky. Yeah. Yeah. That defense of the uh, Steelers is always going to cause problems. And, you know, your yeah. run game, your run defense got to be able to stop Najee. Um, and, you know, those wide receivers always make work out there, especially Claypool and Deontay Johnson that have fantastic yeah. seasons. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. What, what do we think about this, this Browns team moving forward? Can they sneak in the playoffs? They got to be healthy. They got to be healthy. Yeah. I think I, th I think it. they can do it. It's going to be really tough though just cuz they they're they really did get decimated. Like it, it's bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh Dearness Johnson though, I think while at least either Chubb or Hunt is out, he's going to have some sort of value. Um I think Chubb's yeah. hopeful to return this week, but Hunt is Hunt is going to miss at least two more games. So Dearness Johnson might have some like Kareem Hunt esque value there because he is a pass catching back and yeah. uh, to be honest how much of a downgrade is case keenum over baker i don't think it's that big to be honest they, they play similar roles i think um the yeah, talent, it's good to have both of them. yeah the talent is a, a little bit of a drop-off but like the role they play is similar so i think just adjusting you know 
a little bit of the play style. Well, yeah, I mean, very different talent levels, but it's like in Buffalo, how they have a backup quarterback in Trubisky, who kind of is the same mold of a player as Josh Allen, you know, big, big mobile, mobile guys that can, you know, like fight for yards. I mean, Trubisky doesn't have a crazy, the crazy arm that Allen does, but like if Allen were to go down, I think perfect subbing guys. So like having that kind of blend, you know, not having, Oh, we got a pocket passer and a scrambling quarterback having like, the guys that can both run the offense in the same way is not having to adjust yeah. is good. It's like but, last year when the the Ravens faced the the uh, Bills and their backup QB played and looked exactly like Lamar Jackson. I forgot his uh, name. Uh, yeah. It's uh, the dude out of Utah State, I think, I believe. Okay. It's like – I think he, he played a little bit against the uh, – He the played Bengals like last too. week. Or was it this week? Is it Huntley? Huntley. Like Tyler Huntley. Yeah. Tyler Huntley. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Um. But hey, speaking, uh, watching, no, not speaking, but a wide receiver group that is way better than this Browns one is the damn Buccaneers. This team is crazy. Um, obviously, a Bears team, I mean, who knows what to make of them? They're like the Broncos. Like, they can win a game, they can lose a game. Uh, you never know what you're getting from them. But dominating win, 38-3 to versus the Bears. Uh, unfortunately, we're not able to cover the spread because I don't think the Buccaneers cared anymore at that point when they were up. Mike Evans uh, famously just made news for handing off Tom Brady's 600 touchdown ball uh, to some guy that cupped a bag, cupped some Bitcoin, cupped 1K to the merch store, cupped. He caught Bitcoin? Two that's, jerseys. Dude, that's a they, 63K, bro. You got to hold it, though. Hold the line. But um, hold the line. going back to the bu- uh, football terms of it, is this Bucks team better than last year? Oh. I think running the ball, they definitely are. Yeah, I'd but say wide yes. receiver, wide I'd receiver yes. wise, low key wide receiver wise too. I'd say uh, secondary is the only downgrade because they're injured. Yeah, yeah, I would say yes because they don't have the pressure from last year because everyone was like, "Oh, it's Super Bowl or bust." They already won the Super Bowl. They they have no pressure again, really. And yeah, like AB has stepped up more than they did last year. There seems to be way more chemistry with Godwin and Evans, who were both super frustrating last year because it, it just seemed like Brady, they just couldn't find a connection with Brady all season. Now it's like they're in, so they're all, they've all been godly fantasy wise and like actual production wise. I'd say, yeah, honestly, like they look just as good, if not slightly better. Yeah. And speaking of pressure, four sacks from this Tampa Bay team, you see Jason Pierre Paul getting two uh, and six QB hits while Tom Brady was hit once in this game. Um, you know, can't really base Justin Fields off this game. I mean, Matt Nagy's putting him in an offense that isn't suited to him. Matt Nagy's gone. There's no way he has a job in Chicago next year. Even if they I go eight, like so. eight and nine, I don't think there's a way he stays. Um, no way. He just doesn't – he's he's a floor raiser. He's not a ceiling raiser. I think that's kind of what he gets at this point. But – um. You know, Chris Godwin, eight for 111 in a touchdown. Mike Evans, three touchdowns. They didn't have Antonio Brown or Rob Gronkowski, who are on the same level as those guys this year. Gronk's still like the 15th best tight end in fantasy, and he's been out for like three weeks, four weeks, which is just crazy to see. Uh, Leonard Fournette seems to be a top 10 back in the league. Um, Yeah. Just the way he's been playing is just crazy to see because, you know, I thought Rojo was going to get way more involved. I mean, he got 10 carries, but like, his offense in general, uh, Giovanni Bernard's been that catching guy for them. But good to see from this Bucks team. Um, it just seems like you put them 
at neutral field against any team in the league, I think there's no doubt that they win. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't I, bet against them. It's like that's just the way I see it. I couldn't see them like going into Dallas and winning because Dallas is just hostile environment. I couldn't see them going in the. I mean, they could go into Lambeau and win, but I like the Bill. Like, could they beat the Bills at the in the Buffalo at that stadium? I don't know, Maybe. but. Interesting, interesting uh, couple of games we just looked at there. So we're going to take it in uh, to our biggest questions from the week. Um, my new favorite segment here. Uh, we're all proposing our top questions that we want to ask ourselves and you guys along watching. Uh, I'm going to take it away with, uh believe this is Jose's question, uh, asking about the Browns and the Ravens. Uh, take it away. Yeah, so – we know obviously know about the Browns and Ravens, you know, long injury report this season. And also, you know, Pittsburgh underwhelming a little bit. So at this point, what is it, week eight? Are the yeah, Bengals the favorite going forward for this division? And honestly, I think so. Uh, because they they were able to beat up on the Ravens, who is really their only other significant competition in this division. But they are still uh I think they still face them one more time, don't they? Uh, who, the Ravens? Yes, they do. But, I mean, I literally just got ranted this comment at in our last video. This guy was so mad at me because I thought that the – didn't put the Bengals the best team in the AFC. But, like, you got to look at it. They go against uh, the Browns twice, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Steelers, the Ravens again, and the Chiefs. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard, I think. But – you know, the way it's been looking offensive-wise for this team, it's going to be hard for teams to stop. I expect that Chargers game is going to be a shootout like it was against the Browns. Um, but in terms of injury-wise and things been going, it seems like it's open for this Bengals team to win this division. I don't think they win it next year, but I think this year, uh, the way it's open-doored for them, I'm taking the Bengals. Yeah, I, uh, I'd probably take the Bengals too just because, I mean, the Ravens have – already had you know they've already been kind of decimated uh the browns have recently been decimated the Bengals have just been the healthiest and yeah i mean you look at their yeah their schedule coming up uh you know they, they do have, have the jets this week they have the jets it's a it's it's a it's a decent mix because i mean you look at you know like the bad teams you have the jets uh you know i would kind of classify the niners as bad sadly jets niners broncos and then the Chiefs, to me, is a, a very winnable game. But then you have the Browns' last game, who would hopefully be you know, healthy by then. You already mentioned Chargers, the Ravens. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, to me, I think they're hitting their stride, you know, because from, you know, the Packers' week, which was, I think, what, week five? From week one to week five, they were, you know, kind of frisky, whatnot, you know, still figuring it out. But these last two, these last two weeks, they've looked very, very dominant. I think they're just hitting their stride at the right time. So I'd probably I'd probably go with the with the Bengals, but yeah, I mean the Ravens and Browns. I mean they've been there, done that before. So it's hard it's hard to really, uh, you know, put them away as well. Because if they get healthy, then I think to me they would have the better team on paper than the Bengals. But yeah, and yeah. Before the season we were talking about uh, before the season we were talking oh, yeah. about the Bengals as potentially being one of the worst teams in the league. Like we legitimately Dude. asked that question. I thought they were. Th- I think I had them at third in my record predictions, but like I didn't think they were gonna be. No, I thought dude, seven wins week, was like a sleeper seven win team. Yeah, that first week against the Vikings, I'm like, oh, dude, Vikings lock. for sure. That's like a lock. And look at us now, like, look at us. Yeah. We would totally different, but hey, 
there's a reason why this Bengals team is dominating. It's because they have one of the best wideout prospects uh, playing for them. Uh, Jamar Chase, uh, electric in that, obviously, that season in LSU. The sole season he had at LSU, uh, where he just went nuclear, uh, 20-plus touchdowns. Uh, one of the best offenses we've seen in college uh, in a long, long time. And uh, he looks like he's well on his way to finish not only as the top rookie, but one of the top receivers in the NFL, looking like a better Justin Jefferson, which, you know, I know going into the season, I was like, you know, I, I know Jamar Chase is talented. I just can't see him replicating the stats Justin Jefferson put up. Like, that's just like once every like 10 years, you're going to see a guy do that. But I might be wrong. And Carson's got something to ask us. Yeah, great transition, uh, killing it per usual. Um, yeah, like, is the offensive rookie of the year, like, is it so close? And is it still even a debate? Because, you know, like, what, last week, two weeks ago, we were talking about offensive rookie of the year. I was like, oh, like, you know, Najee, I think should, you know, him and Chase should be the favorites. It's close. But now, like, especially with this massive game, I mean, I know Najee was on by, but this massive game against, like, a really good Ravens defense, I mean, it, it's it's really hard for him. Like it's gonna be hard for him not to win it if he keeps this up. Because yeah, he's second. He's second in receiving yards. Like not just for rookies. Like in the NFL, he's second in receiving yards. He's like I think fourth in touchdowns. Um, he's been absolutely godly, and you know everything. You know everything that's been advertised from you know like you said how good he was in college. And I don't know. Like is it really? Is it really even close? Because I, I I really think it's him to lose. It's, it's his award to lose at this point. It, it's insane. Because, like, Najee's got to break a record, I think, for it to really be something. Like, Najee's got to get 80 receptions and, like, Yeah, I wonder what the rookie running back receiving, like, records are or something like that. Like, yeah, it has to be something like that for sure. Because Chase seems like he's already breaking records as far as I yeah. know. So. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, we'll see. But hey, I think we also can't sleep on Mac Jones. They just put up a, a 50 piece on the Jets. He threw for 300 yards. I think Damian Harrison, JJ Taylor put up a 50 piece. Hey, yeah. he did throw he did throw two touchdowns and 300 yards. He's got to get in the playoffs for him to be considered. I think he'll be in consideration at the end of the season. I think he'll definitely be like the third candidate, but he will have some votes. Yeah. I can see that, but he he has to get them in the playoffs if he wants to be a legit front yeah. runner. But yeah. he, that's like a, a massive if, you know. Yeah. So, um, I mean, another team trying to get their way into the playoffs. You know, it's that uh, Raiders team out there in Vegas. Uh, really interesting. I know. I didn't. I mean, like I said, I bashed them even when they were three and zero. I was like, eh, I don't see it. I don't see it. But they're saying F you, Liam. Fuck your take. And uh, they're five and two right now with a defensive player of the year candidate, Max Crosby. I believe he has 46 pressures on the season, better than like a third of the NFL teams, which is crazy to see. You know, he's got Yannick Ngakwe alongside him. Um, and that offense is really, really deep. You know, we got um, Hunter Renfro, uh, Ruggs, um, Ozzy Waller, uh, Jacobs. Kenyon Drake and Peyton Barber have all been successful uh, this season. And honestly, Derek Carr is playing like that prime version of himself. So I got to ask you guys, with the teams that they have uh, going forward, KC twice, Cincy, Dallas, Chargers, Cleveland, Indy, can you still see the Raiders making the playoffs? It's like a top, maybe a top of this AFC West. I'll ask you guys. 
I don't I don't know if I necessarily see them finishing as the top team. Um, but I could definitely see them getting into the playoffs. I think this is a playoff caliber squad uh, as far as, like, you know, the roster construction and how they've been playing. I mean, they've beat the teams that they should have beat, except the Bears. Uh, but, like, legitimately, this Raiders team is competitive, and they could beat the Chiefs again this year, especially how the Chiefs have been. Gosh. Yeah, I um... – to me, yeah, you mentioned that they lost to the Bears. To me, I kind of throw that out just because they were dealing with all the, you know, brood and drama they, that was thrown at them, you know, a few days before. So I kind of look at that as just put an asterisk on that. It's a lot to, it's a lot to have to think about as well as a, a professional football game. But I mean, yeah, I mean, a lot of, a lot of really, really, you know, potent offenses coming up. You know, Casey twice, Cincy, Dallas Chargers, um, and then Cleveland and Indy, who are both really tough outs. So. Um, you know, I don't know. It's going to be tough because that's a really good slate. And I think the AFC is, is really good and like really deep. And I think, you know, it's, you're going to have to be, you know, you might have to be like a 10 and seven to get in the playoffs. And I think, I don't know if it's a guarantee just yet, because to me, it's still ingrained in me that the Raiders are going to revert back to the old Raiders at some point this season. I just, I, I always have that in the back of my mind. So to me, I don't think it's a check down. I wouldn't be surprised if they made the playoffs. I hope they do. I think that'd be a massive dub for that franchise. But I, I wouldn't get—I wouldn't put money on it just yet. And also, even if they do make it the playoffs, I don't really see them as like a legit. I don't no. really see them as like a legit dark horse contender or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, they're probably first round out, like the Bears yeah. last year. But, hey. but that's no disrespect to them because they've they've surprised all of us. I mean, they've they've played very very well, and Derek Carr has been lighting it up he's you know really shown like that oh he's been really been dis i think it's not really been a, a him problem it's just been a talent surrounding him problem and a coaching problem the last few years yeah, yeah. hey i it's mean with the chargers with the chargers yeah, getting ahead. beat up on um you know and obviously the chiefs being bad like i don't think there's really a team in this afc that looks invincible right now um, no no like it's low key I don't want to say wide open, but there is a legitimate window for teams like this to sneak into yeah. you know, a deep playoff run. If you yeah, guys could I pick think the best any team, of those teams to come out, who would you want? Who like, would you say the best pers- team? I think the Bills is the best team in the No, AFC. who would you want? Like, like of like the realistic teams that could win, who would like storyline-wise, like favorite-wise, who would you guys want? Because I mean, we're all mm-hmm. NFC fans. So, yeah. I mean – I would love to see the Chargers in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. if I could pick one. Um, I'd want to see but, the Titans. I'd like to see Derrick Henry just dominate his way through the playoffs like he did yeah. back a couple of years ago. Yeah that, yeah, that would be really fun to watch. I uh, To me, I think the most fun would be Lamar. Like Lamar just like single-handedly like willing the Ravens to a Super Bowl. I, I think that like him or the Chargers for sure. But I, I'm going to go with Lamar just for the sake that you guys – uh, like just to keep it all different between us, but definitely Lamar, yeah. like him will like just putting all the injuries and all the, it, like the IR squad on the, his back and just like willing him to a Super Bowl, I think would be, uh, would be pretty it, awesome. He fulfilled the draft day um, promise that he said when he was oh drafted. My God. I want that happen so bad. Like, I think I might like if Lamar wins a Super Bowl and he like brings that speech up, I think I'd I might cr- cry. I, I'd have to agree <laughs> on that. 
That would be like a Giannis moment. Like Giannis like crying, like he's like, oh, like I, I've been telling everyone I'm gonna do this, like blah blah blah. Like this for Kobe, like oh my yeah, god, yeah, I would yeah. love. I got dude. goosebumps right now. I'm literally thinking about it. He's like, I promised this team that I would deliver a championship. Yeah. Uh, oh my god, I would sick. cry. That'd be awesome. I always I, think I, of I, the... Come on, Lamar. Let's go, Lamar. <laughs> I always think of the LeBron like Cleveland. This is for you, Baltimore. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I, Lamar, and then he 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 take that 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 Kobe picture just like sitting yep. with it. Yep, he'd on be crying Lombardi. with the Super Bowl trophy in the locker room. Uh, be awesome. Kobe would be proud. Kodak but, uh, would be in the locker room, man. Kodak, <laughs> Kodak performing. Kodak performing. I Kodak performing. <laughs> he just steal the show from fucking <laughs> Kendrick Lamar and Eminem. No, yeah. They would definitely Oops. never allow him to perform at an NFL halftime ever. For an NFL event. But hey, we're going to hop into the top fantasy performers and failures at each position. Um, looking at Alvin Kamara, uh, catching in those people's Monday Night Miracles, uh, a 30 bomb for, for him. Like, finally getting receptions for once. I was looking at the box score. I was like, I mean, can they throw it to Marquez Callaway so I don't look kind of a 60-point deficit to my name? But it's all good. Um Good game to see from him, especially from fantasy owners that are getting worried with that uh, PPR aspect. Damian Harris ran all over my ass against Carson, respectfully, but 14 carries, 106 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, Aaron Jones bumming on my team. But, hey, he's got a wide open opportunity against these Arizona Cardinals, not only pass catch, but the run against that defense if he can. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mark Andrews, you know, he's been great couple of weeks, but just not involved in this script today, in that negative game script. Uh, looking at the tight end position, CJ Uzama balling. But, like, this, I mean, this is his second game uh, this season when he's had, like, 20-plus points. So, yeah, good to see from him. Um, yeah. Man, I had to sell him in our league. One of the guys I proclaimed on this podcast that I was extremely high on this season is Antonio Gibson. Is it the shin injury? Is it how Washington plays? Who knows? Who knows? When this man, Ron Rivera, came out and told the media that they were trying to play him in a CMC role, I went crazy. I drafted him 11th overall in our league. Probably would have rather had someone else, but it is what it is. So um, those guys at their positions, balling, which leads us Mm -hmm. in to our fancy team of the week. Carson, take it away. Okay, yeah. So uh, QB1, we got Matt Stafford, you know, going up against his old team. Uh, at home, which okay, real quick sidebar: have the the Rams? They played like one away game. I noticed that it's like every other game. <laughs> yeah, at home. I, and yeah. that's what five billion dollars does, I guess. So every time they play, they are just showing off the stadium, and I'm like, yep. do they ever play it in away game? No, they they don't have. They're to. they're they're away next week. They're away this next. Week. Oh wait, they actually have. They played three. <laughs> There's no way, bro. They played in New York. They played. They overlaid the screen, bro. There's something going on. In, 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 yeah, in, in, it just feels like they're always at home. But, yeah, that's what a nice team does. Okay, anyway, Stafford, Stafford QB1, 27.16 uh, points. Uh, RB1, our guy, we already mentioned him, Kamara, uh, 33.9 points. Uh, running back to DeAndre Swift, 28.4, who's been quietly. Sneaky ball. I think him and Justin Crazy. Jefferson have been two of the quietest, like, like quietest, like, fantasy stars all Talk year. Swift dudes. has been balling. Wide receiver one, who else? Cooper Cup. Uh, he just keep he just keeps doing his thing. Thirty seven point six points. He's just been amazing this year. It's been incredible to watch. Wide receiver two, Jamar Chase, uh, 
again, incredible, 34.1 points. Tight end one, CJ Uzama with 24.1 points. At flex, we have Mike Evans, who went nuclear with three touchdowns. He had 31.6 points. Kicker, we had a tie between Graham Gano and Austin Siebert, who played for the Giants in Detroit, uh, respect, respectively, uh, both with 15 points. And then top defense, it was the Bucks against, of course, the Bears. Who else? Uh, and they had 18 points, which is uh, – oh, I didn't do the total. Shoot, hold on. Give me, like, 15 seconds. I'm going to add all these up. Uh, all right. Hey, while you're rating, guys, make sure to go into the link tree in our bio on Instagram, also on our YouTube. Check out – I've been dropping some college football articles uh, on our podcast website. Check it out. I redesigned it a little bit. So there's a little bit more physically – Visit 54.9. Yeah. About right. 250. We got about we'll have it flash on the week. screen. It's going to flash on the screen at the graphic. You'll see. You'll see what's going. But Here. I got to ask, we're talking week eight. Who's playing primetime week eight, Jose? Who the fuck playing primetime week eight on Is Sunday night boys? football? Is it the it's boys? It's them boys versus the Vikings the boys. away. <laughs> I got to know your outlook because I feel like this game's going to be a shootout. I think this yeah, over I mean, is going to Personally, hammer. like personally – I've had this game marked on my calendar ever since Dalvin Cook ran for like 200 yards and four touchdowns. Or something stupid. <laughs> this man, this man plays head coach like, for the damn Cowboys. This is my revenge game. Fuck the Vikings. Like, fuck Minnesota. We're gonna we're gonna fuck them in the ass. Um, Dalvin Cook's not rushing for more than 20 yards because Micah Parsons is gonna lock him down. Uh, but low key, we might get cooked by Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Hammer Kirk Cousins under on his yardage. It's prime time. You know what that means. That man's got That's facts. That's facts. <laughs> it is it is prime time for Kirk Cousins, but low-key, like we've given up a lot of points. And Kirk's been great this year, so we, yeah. we can't yeah. do the Cowboys. But, um, I still picked up the Cowboys to win, like because they're legit and it's Kirk on it's Kirk on prime time. What can you say? Yeah. Hey, it's gonna be close. We got, it's gonna be close. Yeah, it'll be close. It should be close. But the primetime game that uh, this airing of this recording will be tonight. Uh, we got the potential MVP this year versus the MVP of last year. Carson, take it away. Yeah, man, I'm just, I'm really really excited for this game. Two of the, you know the best teams, not just in the NFC but in football. And the Packers, man, you know they really get to prove to us how good they are or how mediocre they are because uh, you know against the Cardinals on Thursday night because they really haven't impressed us at all. Um, you know they always seem to play down to competition and they they always seem to end, they pull it out late they always end up you know getting these wins they're what like five and one but they just haven't really impressed at all i mean um you know they haven't had one game that screams like oh like this team's legit to me like this team has felt a lot like the Steelers last year like they just keep you know yeah they keep, they keep adding up these wins but i'm never i'm never just sold on them as being like an actual contender i mean you know let's just go through their schedule real quick i mean you got um, they, they barely beat the Bengals. Uh, you know, they, they had a – it was close for most of the game against the football team, close most of the game against the Bears, two pretty shitty teams. You know, they beat the Steelers. It was close at half against the Lions. Um, and then the Niners, you know, that was, again, you know, 50-50. The Niners really should have won that game. But um, they just haven't impressed. And I, the, to me, you know, this is their first real test of if they're legit or not. And it's going to be – a yeah, it's the toughest competition they played all year, you know, against the Cardinals or 7-0. So I'm really this is going to be very, very telling for the uh, the NFC and just the overall 
hierarchy in the NFL right now to see, you know, what, what goes on after this game. So, yeah. I mean, we're getting to the point where we can differentiate the, you know, the boys from the men. Yeah. AKA, definitely. you know, the, the pretenders. I think it was week eight when the Steelers lost their first game last year or, or around there. It was yeah, week yeah, nine. That, that I think they were right. eight it was week or nine. something like that. But, but yeah, you're probably right. right. Who knows? Uh, yeah, yeah, they must, they might have been eight and over by. So, yeah, it's 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 getting to that to that point in the season where we can really start to, you know, determine playoff outlook and whether teams are going to really go for a playoff run or they're just going to, you know, kind of back off a little bit. Hey, well, you're leading it right there. Who are some teams with some must-win games coming into this weekend? Former Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Did they go back to back? They did go back to. To the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, they went back to back. Chiefs, I mean, they, they've been they've been terrible. And it's it's not good. They haven't even been that good fantasy-wise. Like, Tyreek's had a couple games. Kelsey's been, like, good. He wins or loses you weeks. Yeah, and then Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes took a knee to the head last game. It's just, like, it, it, right now the Chiefs are the red flag emoji. Like, it's yeah. just red flags yeah. everywhere. If they can't beat the Giants on primetime on Monday night in Arrowhead. Are, are they're, they're in Kansas City? I in like Kansas the Giants, City. though. I like the Giants this week, though. They have a good <laughs> defense. They have a frisky defense. They beat up They beat up on the Panthers last week. They put up a pretty decent stat line. Man, I sold sock in the Panthers. Fuck the Panthers. Man. I know. The Panthers – they choked. They they got pressure. They heard us talking them up, and they were they. It was too much for them to handle, man. It, it's sad. Shout out to Wait, Walker, though. Ten point spread in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. That's a tease. We're teasing that down. Damn. But that. That's yeah. crazy. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Uh, but hey, 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 speaking of teasing, though, we got some bets we want to talk about. Uh, obviously, we'll be official when we post our betting picks uh, by the time of this recording when it comes out. But mm. love the Titans plus one versus Indy. I don't care. Uh, they might be away. I don't care if they home or away. Uh, yeah. Going against a team like that, sure, they got Jonathan Taylor. But who got Derrick Henry? Nobody. Who's anyone close to Derrick Henry? Nobody. This man runs over any divisional rival he plays against. You got yeah. Julio progressing back. You got AJ Brown getting higher snap shares uh, after you know progressing in his recovery process. I like the Titans to keep rolling and going against a scrappy Indianapolis team that f them for beating the Niners, but the Niners. And not on for wood, no but this is a this is a two hundred yard three touchdown game waiting to happen from Henry. I, I hope. And so. arguably, it's not it every be the other though. way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could be the over on both running backs very well. They haven't set yeah. those lines yet, but 100%. Um, then looking at the Falcons-Panthers, 46? That seems like a good way to go over, um, especially with those two offenses, the way they play. Um, could see more just toast that Falcons secondary. Uh, and the, the Falcons always put up points no yeah. matter what. I mean, unless they go against the Bucs when they get shut down, but – Otherwise, hey, but they did put up some points against the Bucks this year, though. Like they, they made it frisky yeah. at least the first half. Uh-huh. And then um looking at the Bills, I think they were minus six when they faced Miami this year the first time. Now they're minus 14. That's crazy. I can see them pulling it off because they throw it in a teaser or just take it minus 14 straight up. 
because they got to prove, especially after that Titans game, that they're still a force in this AFC. Um, otherwise, the Bengals might be nice just to take him at minus. Like, if you want to buy down the minus nine and a half or put him in a teaser, I'd do it. They're going to whoop the Jets. Jets ain't got no answer for them. But um, if we got anything else to talk about, think that concludes um, it for our. Oh, did we finish our must wins? We, we did the Chiefs. We didn't do anyone else, right? Oh, yeah. So Chargers uh, going up against the, the Patriots. Patriots. Scrappy Patriots. Uh, we keep sounds like a broken record, but three and four Patriots team still with playoff hopes. Uh, got a consistent rookie quarterback. Got a run game that seems to be on point. Um, looking for that poor Jacoby Myers to get his first touchdown. Uh, <laughs> seems like forever. Well, it's forever because it hasn't happened. Um, yeah. The defense is solid. Not even last year. He has two passing touchdowns. He has no receiving touchdowns. 120 yeah. plus receptions in his career with no touchdowns. But we'll have to see. Can Mike Williams and Keenan Allen provide that offense for Justin Herbert on the wings? And can Austin Eckler get that run game going against his Patriots defense? We'll have to see. And uh, look at another team. Uh, where's that list? Oh, 49ers. 49ers. Carson. Talk about them. Talk about it. Yeah, Niners. I mean, we've lost what four straight, and we're going up against a team that you know has been a punching bag for a lot of teams this year. Um, we're going up against the Bears. We have to win. We just have to win this game. I mean, you were two and four, like in the division that we're in, in, in the NFC that is very, very competitive. If we want to stay afloat and not have another lost season, we have to win this game. You can't fall to two and five, like. The Bears, like this is the easiest it's it's been in the last few weeks. We have to, have to, have to, have to beat up on the Bears. I don't care who's under center. We we have to get it done against the Bears because it, if we want to have a serious season, these are the games that we have to win to stay afloat. So, yeah, definitely. And, man, if we lose this game, he's not going to be on the hot seat. We have too much invested in him. But I am getting slowly and slowly more and more worried about our guy Kyle Shanahan, bro. I, I, I mean – uh, it's, looked, hey. it's looked really bad the last few weeks. If they have a season where they win, what, six games this year? I could see him parting with. He's out. Yeah, he's out. He's one good season and everything Actually, else. I, I mean, know. you can say you can say injuries. I mean, what, when you knew it trains out? He, as much as I love him, he's overrated. He's not Sean yeah, McVay. He's earned that he's title for sure. He's earned that title for sure. I still don't think he's – He's still a good coach. It's just I feel like with the talent what we have, like we should be doing a little bit more. And to be fair, I, I love Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance is going to be a stud at some point in this league. It's not going to happen this year. He's just he's just too raw. He just doesn't have the reps under him yet. So I think that's a little tricky as well because you're trying to balance, you know, developing Trey and also like winning games. Kind of like what we saw from you know Wiseman last year with the Warriors. It's like okay, this guy's super raw, but it's like. We kind of need you to like help us win games, but also like you're not really ready to help us win games. So it's it's really tough. Um, yeah. And des- we desperately need this win. And hopefully Jimmy G's healthy, ready to go because we need this desperately. Yeah. And then just briefly touching on the other ones, we got the Panthers going against the Falcons, you know, a divisional rival. You got to beat them. Otherwise, this Panther team, they've lost their ability to make the playoffs, in my opinion. Uh, Seahawks. If they can't cover the spread against the Jaguars, they letting they letting that boy uh, Trevor Lawrence get his first win in the NFL in America. Let's get that straight. Um, and then the Browns going against the Steelers. Uh, I think it's pretty even. I mean, I I I'd put the line at 
even. Out, let's see what it is. It's at minus 195 Browns. I'd make that even money uh, because I think it's so close of a game the way these two teams play. But, yeah, you guys got anything else to say? We're looking forward towards this. Five next two Astros, NFL week. Top six. What is Shout it? Five, two, five, two. Damn. Fuck the Astros. Bang your trash cans, fool. Thanks. Whatever. But hey. hey, Astro Fest, you guys saw that shit? The lineup? Oh my God. I, I wish I could go. I wish I wasn't broke. I would love <laughs> oh. that lineup is so sick. Oh, baby team. Uh, b- bad bunnies in there. Like, bad bunny that? in that bitch. Like, what the- <laughs> hey, honestly, if the Astros, if the Astros win, and then there's like the parade plus Astro Fest, bro. Oh, the city Houston? would be in shambles. It'd be insane. Houston's not recovering. Yeah, I ain't that far away from Houston. You're not. Wait, can I? Can we just read off this lineup? Can someone like get this lineup up and just <laughs> yeah, read yeah. it off? Uh, the most important part of our podcast. Uh, yeah, talk honestly, about this. Astro Fest. Let me share my screen. And I love how. Oh, nice. I love how Travis. He always brings in like a, a classic, like old school artist, like. The fact that Earth went Wait, that's Earth, Earth went Yeah, I saw that. I was like, yo. Oh, I got the lineup. Hold up. I was like, um, I would love, I'll share, I would I'll share love to see Earth, Wind, and Fire live. That'd be incredible. Uh, I got right, it. Let me just stop sharing. That was an L. Yeah, I got <laughs> it. All right, right here. Right here. Looking okay, at it. Bet. We got Travis Bro. Scott, SZA, Chief Keep, Young Thug, Master P, Bad Bunny, Tame Paula, Baby Keen, 21 Savage, Earth, Wind, Fire, Roddy Witch, uh, Trying to name all that Metro Boomin, Shaq West, Lil Baby, Don Tolliver, Sofago. Sofago, oh my god, Sofago, that is He's stacked. Like, I saw him in I saw him in Portland. Wait, really? Damn, oh, I, did he open for Trippy? Yeah, he opened it. Yeah, oh, I they, they did. Nice. Uh, they did MP5 together, and that shit was hype. That's that's dope, dude. But what? A, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah this is line. crazy. This is nuts. Twenty one Savage, like. You mean the goat? That's what I'm hearing. Like the goat. All of those, all of those concerts <laughs> hey. individually would have been so much money. Yes. No. Exactly. Like festivals are 100 percent always worth it. Yeah. That lineup is really good. Now I need to see if Earth Wind and Are they going on tour? I, I gotta go see them. I love. Hey, hey shout out the Braves. Hey. Nice. I've been asking this about Braves trivia so many times. Like, nah, my merch, bro. Nice. Twenty-one Savage. Okay, let's wrap this hey, up. You're just missing else? Frank Ocean. Any other bro. concert? Uh, we need a hey, we need Camp Vlogna back. Come on, Tyler. Um, <laughs> no Drake though. No Drake though. <laughs> no, no Drake's coming Drake back. Drake would never step with the contract. Uh, uh, about to run the backs. All right, we're booing them. Well, coast to coast. This has been us signing out. Peace. Peace. I forgot I was the one recording.